talking about identity and, and our identity crisis that, that, that we have in our society and in our culture today. And if you remember, uh, last week, we started the five phases of false identity. So F-A-L-S-E. And so last week, we talked about our friends and how we we've build our identity off of relationships and friendships and how we allow that to shape who we are. And we talked about how uh, we, sh- we should try to avoid that or, or, if anything, to surround ourselves with good influences. And we talked about the importance of good influences. And, and so today we're going to talk about the A. And, and I'm hoping from the video you were able to pick up what the A in false identity is, and that's attitude. Okay, yeah. So you guys, you guys got where we were going there. Um, and, and I like this video because um, it, I think the title of the video is like Teenagers Be Like. And, and I was like, okay. But, but, and I realized that that's kind of like the, the stereotype or the stigma of what like teenagers are like now. I'm sure none of you guys sass your parents like that at all. Okay. Wow. I was trying to give you guys the benefit of the doubt, but you're all like, yes, I totally do that all the time. So I don't flail. If I flail, it just starts looking really ugly. Okay. Like, oh. I look like, I look like those like car salesmen, like things, you know, that that's what I start looking like when I start flailing. So. So, you know, uh, we, talk about, we talk about this word attitude, and, and we use it a lot. Like, we talk about, you know, oh, they've got a bad attitude, or, you know, uh, you need an attitude. My mom would always say, you need an attitude adjustment. I, I heard that one a lot whenever I was your age. And I think my mom still tells me that sometimes. She's like, you need an attitude adjustment. But, um, but I think often we use this word attitude and we don't really know what it means. In, in fact, honestly, whenever I started to t- kind of do some research and, and looking up some stuff to, to teach this lesson, I, one of the first things I do, especially when I teach on like a specific topic like attitude, I will, I will Google or I'll look in a dictionary and I'll read the definition of what attitude is so that I can better understand where I'm going to look at it from. And so when I, when I Googled the word attitude... I was kind of shocked at the definition that I found um, because I was thinking an attitude was like the way you behave or, or you know, like um, kind of your, your mannerisms and stuff like that. But what I found was that attitude was so much deeper than what I had originally thought. Attitude is really a mindset, right? It, it's, it's beyond the way we act or behave. It's, it's like it's the way that we feel about things. And that causes us to act certain ways. Does that make sense? So like in this, in this video, we look at, um, you know, the, this guy, obviously he probably was not actually a teenager. He looked a little too old for, for, to me to be a teenager, but, um, but he was acting in a way that you might think that his mindset was what? Maybe that he didn't, he, he didn't, uh, felt like his mom was overbearing or I don't know, just was selfish and didn't want to do, um, you know, whatever he was being asked to do. So, you know, I think that attitude, we need to first understand that attitude is more than just the way we behave or the way we act. It's the, it's our mindset about everything around you. And we often characterize attitude Um, This as attitude and it's simply our physical response to this feeling or this mindset, right? That that's what That's what attitude ends up being and so tonight we're going to look at this idea We're going to pry open this idea of allowing our attitude or our mindset to form our identity 
And I think that um, I think that so often uh, this is the case for many of us, uh, myself included, right, that we allow our attitude about something to affect the way we behave, which then becomes our identity. Right. We see how this this progression takes place very naturally. So um, I think after watching that that video, we all have an idea of the identity that this guy gave himself, right? If, we, if you were to say, what was that guy's identity in that video? Some of you might say he was lazy or he was a slacker. Um, others might say he was self-centered. Um, some might even classify him as just private if they were trying to be nice. Like, mom, you got to knock. You know, like, I, I don't know, like the, you could class some, some people might think that he was just trying to be private. But um, we could come up with many identities uh, for the behaviors he exhibited um, to be connected to. However, again, we must remember that attitude is much deeper than just his behavior. So what mindset do you think he had in this video? Do you think that maybe he felt his mom was overbearing or pride too much like that one scene? That was probably one of my favorite ones where she asked him like 70 questions in a row. And he just kept saying, good, good. And he's like, and then he finally snapped. He's like, he's like, mom, you to ask me some questions. Like he didn't even say words. He's just like, he's like, questions, mom, too many. Um, but so his mindset, uh, like truly, if we boil it down, his mindset was probably... That he felt that he was more important and what he wanted to do was more important than anything else, right? Like he kept saying, the thing that caught me whenever I watched it was he would always say, just five minutes, five minutes. Like he'd always say, I need five minutes. You know, so I think it was this idea that what I'm doing is more important than whatever you've asked me to do or what I'm doing is more important than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like when he walked the trash can out, it wasn't even about doing it. He, he like walks out and he just throws the trash can in the street and he's like, no, I'm done. Like, so. So. Um, so we could all sit here and we could try to give. I mean, I'm sure if I went around the room, every single one of us in here could give some sort of analysis of why this guy acted like this, because I'm sure at some time in our life, we've all felt the way he felt. About one of those things. And, and I don't want to do that. Hey, hang on, hang on. I don't want to do that because that would take like all of our time for everyone to. I know it's fun to think. But, but just here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I want you to think in your brain. Use your brain. And I want you to think if you've ever felt the way that he felt in any of those. Why did you feel that way? So what was your mindset? What was your attitude in that moment? So we could all sit here and try to guess his attitude or his mindset. But truly... The truth is the only person who really knew his mindset was him, right? Like, we, we, no, we, she wouldn't have even really known why he was doing it. He was the only one who knew why he was acting the way he was acting, what his mindset was about the situation. So we have to be very careful to guard our attitude or guard our mindset uh, because of how much it is directly tied to our behavior or our actions. Right. Like we can understand that if we're in charge of our mindset, like if I think oh, my mom's overbearing or, you know, she prized too much as we, then that's going to directly affect my behavior. Right. So we have to understand that and we have to try to control our attitude. Right. We have to control the way that we think about things. So now that we kind of understand that attitude and behavior are, are really associated but separate, 
we, let's look at kind of where our attitude comes from and maybe why we shouldn't place our identity in, in our attitude the way that, that so many teens do. I mean, there's a reason that this video was made, right? It's because we understand that a lot of teens act with that sort of attitude, right? I'm not going to say exactly like that, but with that sort of attitude, right? It was funny because it was true. That, that was kind of the, that was like what made the, the, the video funny. So when we look at this as teenagers, um, just being honestly, you guys are going through a lot of life transitions. I mean, we talked about this, about how, uh, you know, our world or our culture identifies teens and they have a hard time um, identifying them as children or adults because they're kind of that in-between phase, right? So, so we understand uh, that the teenagers are going through a lot of life transitions, really this transi- transition from being a child to being an adult. And, and one of the biggest transitions that you go through and this sounds weird but we talked about how your parents really formed your identity right they determined where you went how you dressed like how you acted blah 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 but you become your own person right we, we touched on this a couple weeks ago the the really this this major transition in this time in your life is that you're becoming your own person you're really getting to to write your own identity you're developing your own personality um, and, and you're developing your own behaviors and things like that. And, and really, the way that we learn this, and this is what we talked about last week, is we learn these behaviors, we learn these actions, we learn all this stuff through social interaction, right? The way that we interact with other people uh, determines our personality, right? Like, I'm a super outgoing person. I didn't just get that way, you know, because I didn't do anything. I got to be an outgoing person because I like talking to people and that makes me happy. And I, I don't know, but it, I learned it from social interactions and hanging out with people and spending time with people. Maybe you're an introvert for the exact same reason. You were around people and you're like, wow, this is awful. Um, and so you're, you're like, I'm going to be an introvert. Like that's how we develop personality. That's how we develop who we are is by social experiences and social interactions. And we talked last week about this uh, because we have to be very careful about who we're interacting with. Because who we interact with determines the types of social interactions we have. Right. So maybe you're introverted, but it's just because like the first five people you hung out with when you were developing your personality were all horrible people. Like like I know that's really weird to think about, but like that could be the case. And maybe I'm extroverted because the first five people I hung out with were really cool. And and I I don't know. But I'm just saying we have to be very careful with who we interact with because it drastically shapes the way that we live our lives and who we ultimately will become. Because these social interactions ultimately shape our attitude, right? And we talked about an attitude being a mindset. So our social interactions shape our mindset, which shapes our attitude, which shapes our behavior. And even if we begin to act a certain way, uh, maybe as a joke or a persona, like I said, I had that kid in my last youth group who acted like that. And I think maybe at first he was doing it as a joke like that, but it became part of who he was, right? Have any of you guys experienced this? Like uh, the best example I can think of, and this is stupid. I don't even think people really do this anymore, but this was like cool 10 years ago whenever I was in college. And yes, that was still 10 years ago. I got like a couple more years that I was still in college 10 years ago. But they would do this thing that was called a frat snap. Do you guys know what that is? Okay, yeah, so like where you do that, you see people do that? Yeah, so, and, and you would do it when things were like cool or when like, Someone like burned someone, you know, like, what do you call it? Throwing shade, you know, like when someone would throw shade on someone, you'd be like, oh, like you do that. Okay. And it was stupid, 
Right? It was stupid. And like I and whenever I was whenever I was like 18, 19, like I did it because the, I was making fun of the people who did it. And I started doing it all the time. And so, I mean, I'm sure we all have things like that, that maybe we do it as a joke or we do it to, to make fun of someone and it ends up becoming part of who we are. And I still remember my time sitting around going, oh, like stupid, right? We look back at those things and we're like, what was wrong with us? But, um, but realistically, we understand that, that these things, even if, um, even if they're just things that we do as a joke, they can become part of who we are. Okay, you guys can stop doing it now. You can practice after church. I shouldn't have even showed you that. Okay, so, so today we're going to look at. Um, so today we're going to look at the two influences on our attitude that can that can impact our identity, and ultimately uh, why we should guard our heart from both of them. And one of them, I think, is going to shock you. Okay, so two main influences. Um, that affect our attitude and why we should guard our heart from both of them. Okay. And then we're going to look at uh, how we can properly structure our identity relative to our attitude. Right. We, we need to realize that while our attitude doesn't define our identity, that we're going to have an attitude. Right. We're going to have a mindset, whether it's a good attitude, bad attitude, whatever. We're going to have an attitude. So how can we structure our attitude in a way that positively influences our identity or matches the identity we talked about a couple weeks ago, an identity of, of following Christ? So the first, uh, the first thing that shapes our attitude is worldly culture. Okay, so if you're taking notes, and you should be taking notes, I say that every week, uh, the first thing you need to write down that, that influences our Attitude is worldly culture. We'll get to the second one later. So it should come as no shock to us that our worldly culture can have devastating effects on our attitude. I, I want you to think just for a second. Um, this is not an out loud thing. I want you to think again. Use your brain. We don't have time for everyone to share. But um, I want you to think real quick of some stereotypes that our culture gives. It can be for men, women, teenagers, high income, low income, jocks, nerds, Christians, etc. Whatever stereotype you want to think of. But I want you to just think of some stereotypes that maybe someone's thought about you. Okay? Just just like literally take like 10 seconds. I'm sure we can all come up with one very quickly. Like for me, like I'm a big guy, right? That's not a that's not a surprise to anyone. I'm a big guy. And the first thing people always joke with me about or stuff is that I like to eat a lot. Okay. I really don't eat that much. Like this may surprise some of you. My brother is tiny, like super short, super skinny. <laughs> he eats way more than I do. Okay. And, but I mean, we all have these stereotypes, right? People assume things about us before they even know us. Right. So, so to understand that, that this worldly culture shapes who we are, we have to understand um, stereotypes. So, so. I want, I want you guys, like I said, to think of stereotypes, but think of all the stereotypes that people place on you that, or that have been placed on you throughout your whole life. While we may say, and, and our culture is trending towards this idea that stereotypes are like not fair and, and like not cool and everything, but realistically, whether we feel like they're unfair or not or whatever, they're there, right? Like we can't hide from them. We can't run from them. They're there. And, and we run into them constantly throughout our lives. We also tend to abide by them simply because they exist. 
which is crazy. Like we'll sit here and we'll be like, stereotypes are stupid, but then we'll like go out and buy pink clothes for a baby girl and blue clothes for a baby girl, right? Like we we just whatever, whatever. You know what I meant to say, okay? Let's play that back. No, but but seriously, we'll sit here and we'll say, we'll sit here and we'll say. You know, who cares what color of clothes a human wears, right? Like, if I want to wear pink, doggone it, I'm going to wear pink. I don't care. But, like, we, we just have these stereotypes that boys wear blue and girls wear pink, right? And we just... Did I say that right that time? Okay. Anyway. You guys know what I'm talking about. Moving on. Okay. But we, but we abide... Hey, focus up here. We abide by these stereotypes just because they exist, Right? Um, And one of these that I want to talk about is one that directly affects you guys because, and I mean, it was true for my generation. It was true for the generation before me. Um, I mean, we just see this continually repeated and it's a stereotype of teenagers. And it's this idea that teenagers are like too cool for school. Is that still relevant to say that? Like, do you guys understand? You guys don't know what that means? I do. Not like literally too cool for school, but like that you guys are like. That everything's just like, uh, whatever, you know, and, and hey, 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 listen, <clears throat> like, and, and you guys know what I'm talking about. Like when you're around your friends and like something exciting happens, you have to pretend like you don't care. Like we've all been there. Like, well, you know what I'm talking about where you're like, where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. But you see your friends are like, that's stupid. And so you're like, yeah, I'm not excited about that at all. Like you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's this, it's this idea that teenagers have to be like too cool. That getting excited about something is like super lame. And, and so often when we're around other people, we will downplay our excitement, which is just crazy. And this is simply because the stereotype tells us that we aren't supposed to give a rip about anything. Right? What? Like, you don't know that saying? Give a rip? No. You don't care. Sorry. I talk like an old person. Give me a break. Okay. <laughs> No, but the stereotype says that you don't care, right? That you don't care about anything. And so you have to downplay your actions just because you're supposed to. These cultural influenced attitudes can manifest themselves in different ways. And, and I'm going to say a couple of these, and I'm not trying to single out anyone, but maybe some of these speak to how you feel about yourself and, and relative to everything. So maybe you've allowed, <clears throat> maybe you've allowed our culture to tell you that you're entitled uh, to anything and everything. And, and so when anyone tries to correct you or have authority over you, you have to demand their respect, uh, oftentimes disrespecting them in the process. Or maybe you have an overinflated ego or a super extroverted or over the top personality, but really you're using it as this like false attitude or identity to cover up uh, the self doubting introvert you're afraid that people aren't going to like. Um, guys, I could keep coming with. Scenario after scenario of like at ways that we use our attitude to affect or to cover up who we truly are. But I'm not, but I'm not going to do that because we would run out of time before we could come up with every scenario that shows the way that we use attitude uh, to, as our identity. But um, all this is, is why we act and do the things that we do, right? We use all this as, as a way to define ourselves. Like we use this and this attitude and these actions to define the way that, that we act because we have this mindset that our culture has forced us to have. 
You know, um, I think about the way that our, our culture is set up. And I don't want to go too deep into like this cultural discussion or anything. But realistically, as Christians, we're supposed to be people who are set apart, right? Like that's what we're called to be if you read scripture. And so when we look at this idea of being a Christian in today's culture, um, we're supposed to break these stereotypes, right? These stereotypes are not supposed to apply to us. And so we have to allow ourselves to be comfortable and okay with not fitting in. Right. And that that feels wrong and that feels abnormal, almost like when we when we prayed for each other at the start of the day, um, it felt wrong at first. But then ultimately you got more comfortable. And, and some of you guys, I think, really enjoyed it. Um, but but we have to understand that that is our role. <clears throat> so the first the first thing that uh, impacts our attitude is worldly culture. Now, the second culture that we have to be careful not to let influence us and hear me out here because you're going to be like super shocked whenever I say this, but hear me out. Uh, but the second culture that we need to not let influence our attitude is church culture. Okay. And when I say church culture, I'm talking about um, more than some of the negative aspects of church culture. Right. And, and, and I want you guys to hear where I'm coming from with this. So often people are afraid to come to church because of this church culture. Right, We all have these preconceived ideas of what church is like. And, and I think a lot of us may view church, and, and I, a lot of teens necessarily, maybe not a lot of us in here, but a lot of teens view church as a place, this church culture is something that often oversteps a line of trying to be guiding and correcting in a helpful way and ends up becoming more judgmental and con, uh, con, condemning. Sorry, And it causes those who are desperately seeking a loving and guiding Christian relationship to turn their backs altogether on the church. And, and this is honestly one of the biggest reasons that I became a youth pastor is because I hated seeing kids that desperately needed someone in their life to help them through hard times be turned away by the church because the church didn't like the way that they were acting in those hard times. Right. And so, so whenever I view this, you know, I, 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 this just breaks my heart because I desperately want to be someone who helps people through um, these difficult times, regardless of how they're acting and how they're behaving. <clears throat> and I promise you guys, when I stand up here and I tell you guys what is right and wrong, according to scripture and the Bible, I'm in no way trying to condemn you or heap guilt or shame onto you. I'm simply trying to show you guys that God has a plan for your life. And the mindsets, the attitudes, the behaviors, the actions that don't go along with God's plan. And, and, if I, and if I happen to see, if I happen to speak to something that you're doing and you shouldn't be doing, I want you to know that you can come talk to me about that, about that struggle. And it will be met with love and care, not judgment and condemning actions, right? Like if you come to me and you're like, man... What you talked about tonight was exactly what I'm going through. I'm struggling with that. I'm having a hard time with that. You said it's wrong, but I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. How can you help me? I'm not going to be like, you're a horrible person and you need to leave the church. I want to be there to help you guys through that. And that's what all Christians should strive to do. But sadly, that's not the case in lots of churches. Um, we talked a couple weeks ago about how God created you um, and the way, he created you the way that you are for a reason. 
God wants to use you to fulfill his plan, whether or not you're currently following his commands. Right? Did, did, did everyone catch that? I feel like everyone's kind of been off the wall tonight, but I want you to lock in for this last couple of minutes right here, okay? I'm going to say that again. God wants to use you to fulfill his plan, whether or not you're currently following his commands. And God wants to use you, even if you don't fit some sort of cultural stereotype. So how can we use our attitude to, and to, Im, to impact our godly identity, right? We talked a couple weeks ago about this idea of having an identity in Christ and being a part of God's family. How can we allow our attitude to reflect this? And, and truly the answer to this is we must align them, right? We don't allow our attitude to dictate our behavior. We allow our attitude to reflect our identity in Christ. Do you guys see how that works there? Instead of allowing, see, we talked about how we can determine our attitude, right? We determine our mindset and then we allow that to, deter, to change our behavior, right? So we need, to, we need to allow our mindset to affect our identity in Christ. And that way our behavior reflects that of our identity in Christ. Uh, Ephesians 2.10 says, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. We see right there, we are, we are, our identity is in God. We are God's workmanship. We're created in Christ. That should be our attitude. And then we do good works. That's the behavior. Like exactly what I'm talking about is encompassed in this, in this verse, Ephesians 2.10. Uh, Romans 12.1, this is what I referenced earlier, says that our lives should be a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And this idea of making our lives our worship to God, right? This idea that maybe we aren't the best singer. Maybe we don't like praying in front of people. Maybe it makes us uncomfortable. But, but ultimately, we can worship God with the way that we live our life. See, if we claim our identity in God's family, like we talked about through accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then we're filled with the Holy Spirit. And I, and I understand that that's like, that's a very complicated thing to just gloss over that quickly. But it's true. If we claim our identity in God's family through uh, accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior, then we're filled with the Holy Spirit. And if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, then that should consume our identity. And the Holy Spirit is ultimately what enables us to know and follow the will of God. Right? That the Holy Spirit is like this, this middleman between us and God. It's how, we understand, it's how we talk to God and how God talks to us. And so if we allow the Holy Spirit to work inside of us and it enables us to know and follow the will of God. So how do we reject this idea of a worldly attitude creating a false identity for us? We have to commit our life to Christ. First in salvation. Second in sacrifice. And that doesn't sound fun, right? Sacrifice is never a fun thing, but we have to allow first Christ to save us. And then we have to sacrifice our life to him, meaning we act and behave the way that he calls us to. We must allow God's words and his commands to lead the way of how we live our life. I'm going to pray for you guys and we'll get out of here. God, thank you so much for this evening. Thank you that you give us a way to live, God, that you guide us and direct us, and give us a plan for how to live our lives. And we're sorry that we fail you, God. We're sorry that we fall short so often. And I pray that you would just come into our lives and cleanse all these transgressions against you, God. You would help us to realize the, the errors of our ways and to turn from those and to allow our identity to reflect uh, the fact that we believe in you, God. That the, our identity would be connected to you and that that would 
modify our attitudes so that our behavior is radically changed in the same way that you radically change us through salvation. God, I pray that you would just help us all to accept this truth and to understand it. And I pray that you would just uh, allow us to go and spread your good news throughout our community and throughout our state and our world, God. God, we pray for this group. I pray that you would just continue to work in their lives, work in the, the way that they interact with you. Help them to have a better relationship with you, God. We plead this to you. We ask you to be with us in all that we do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.